So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. Okay, I got a five-star review here on the Certified Listing Agent course. It is great by Noreen Williams. Everything in this course was easy to understand and very helpful. Five stars, Noreen Williams. Thank you, Noreen, for your review and congratulations on Rebus University's newest graduate of the Certified Listing Agent course. Guys, if you want the Certified Listing Agent course, got a free seven-day trial, just go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. That's futureofrealestatetraining.com and get a free seven-day free trial for seven bucks. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, guys. Well, we've tried the new show for a number of episodes, and the downloads have spoken. You guys love this show. Wow. I am so honored that we can do an engaging and fun and current show that agents from all over the world are listening to and learning from about what's happening in our beloved real estate industry. So we're going to keep it up. We're excited, and welcome to today's State of the Market. Welcome, Rockstar Nation. Thanks for tuning into the State of the Market Podcast with your host, Pat Hyben and Kevin Kaufman. All right, Rockstar Nation, welcome to State of the Market. We got some big news today, and I got a special guest today, Mr. Ian Lobos is on the line. Kevin Kaufman texted me about 90 minutes ago said pat i'm deathly ill i cannot get out of bed i texted my boy ian lobos out of baltimore Maryland. says ian can you do some news shows and he goes man can you i said can you do a news show and he said man he said that's funny i was getting ready to shoot a video about some news that i just read anyway so i'm thinking about real estate agent news let's do it so here he is i'm i'm lucky so uh ian Welcome to co-hosting for the first time, the State of the Market by Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks, Pat. What's up, Rockstar Nation? Hey, Ian, uh, just real quick, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Sure. I'm an agent in Baltimore. I've got a team. We do retail, residential retail, investments, and some uh, off-market wholesale. Been doing this game for about, I don't know, seven years now, and uh, I know you from a very popular mastermind group. There you go, boss. All right, cool. So uh, let's get into some nitty uh, gritty news. First news, big news. Again, news. Th- th- this company is makes a hell of a lot of news these days. Uh, one of the reasons why I invested some of my personal retirement funds in this company recently, I'm thinking about double down on that too as well. But uh, but uh, I mean, they're making big news. 
two ways. Well, let's start with the first way. The first thing that Mr. Zillow did is uh, Mr. Zillow created and launched self-guided tours. Have you seen this? The iBuyer. Yeah. So, so basically what it is, is this, so you just get your Zillow app and you uh, go on the Zillow app. And you open it up, and uh, and it's basically this right now is only for the iBuyer homes, like Ian said. So, so basically, what this means is like any house that a Zillow has bought under their iBuyer program, which they're buying more and more. Which just means they they bought will buy your home for cash. Someone raised their hand, took their offer. Zillow went in and they rehabbed it, and uh, now they're on the flip side of that, and they're selling it, right? And these are the houses that Zillow has also uh, made a bold uh, move in and they're showing them first. So when you go on to Zillow and you're looking for houses in the zip code of say 21229, the Zillow flips, right? The iBuyer flips show up first and then all the rest of the MLS houses show up second. So not only does that happen, but now it says tour me now. And there's a little button that says tour me now the buyer hits tour me now they fill out a little application on their phone and they get a lockbox code yes they get a lockbox code they go in the lockbox code and they look at the house and as zillow says it in their advertising stress and pressure free and of course what that means is without an agent again one more thing that is removing they're diminishing the value of a real estate agent. So, you know, you know, you're in the fields, boss. So you see this, do you see this as a threat now that, 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 that they're giving out uh, lockbox codes and you as an agent, Ian Lobos mm -hmm. as an agent is not doing it. And you're saying, Hey, I'm going to meet you there instead. And I'm going to make you stressed out and feel under pressure. Talk to me. What's your opinion? Right. Well, from the agent's perspective, I have this conversation with, with the public a lot when they ask me my opinion. I, I, first of all, agents need to get their game stepped up regardless. So Zillow's just adding a lot of pressure. It just means that the average agent out there, they've got to step their game up and they've got to step their value up to a client. Because if you look at the car market, the used car market, and we were talking about it earlier, like you could you could do everything without a salesperson. Now, I think in the home sale or home purchase. Wait a minute, talk to me about that. Who does that? Carvana does that. I don't know if I can. Carvana. What's yep. Carvana about? So I've never used Carvana, so I'm just kind of speaking from what I've researched online. But Carvana, you can go on, find a used car you want, get all the information you want, order it, put a deposit down. It comes to your house via a, a tow truck, a flatbed, gets delivered. You drive it for seven days, risk-free, obviously, you got to take care of it if you crash it, and then you have a choice whether you send it back or buy it. No salesperson involved, no dealer involved, so you're saving a ton of the money that they would have for overhead, that they're paying the salesman. It's direct reflect and off of your bottom line. All right. Now, as, as a person in today's society, would you call that stress-free? I think so. I you, don't think you, I'm that kind of buyer, though. I like a salesperson involved. I really you, do. But would you call it pressure-free? I mean, it could be. I think, I think it adds a different type of pressure that maybe the consumer is not used to, which is complete trust and faith in themselves, whereas salespeople have been involved with things for 
thousands of years, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, right? So I think that it adds a new pressure that you got to be really sure about your research and the purchase that you're making. And especially with a house, I mean, I know that the buyers we work with, obviously we're working with them, so they're not buying iBuyer houses, but you know, I, I feel like they want that value. They want you to walk them through the house and, and talk to them about the systems and the things that we know about, that we've learned about over the years, and the lending process and the title process and closing and home inspection and how to negotiate repairs and, and what kind of terms we should offer. I think that's really valuable to people, and that's why I'm saying to agents, step your game up in terms of your knowledge, your education, and the value that you can offer a consumer. Or the, the single agent out there that's just doing a couple deals a year and just kind of surviving deal to deal, this type of thing will probably drive you out. And it's, uh, you know, maybe it's a, it's, it's a game changer for everybody because it, it encourages uh, all agents out there to step their game up. Well, it's interesting. So, you know, I, I, I do not, uh, here's the thing. Oh, God. I hope I don't have any car salesmen that, that listen, but, but you know, I think let, let's just say, I think agents, I'm going to speak for agents. I think agents have always felt that they're better than car salespeople, right? The car yeah, salespeople are not on the same professional level as a real estate agent. And I'm, I'm going to get some hate mail from car salespeople, but you know, I'm going to just say it's based on the fact that, you know, we got to go through a lot more education. It's more of a professional. You got to pretend, <laughs> pretend you got to, you got to be a lawyer almost. You got to read contracts. You got to, you know, you're, you're, you're doing a lot more than a car salesman. Yeah. Is. And so I think that Carvana and companies like Carvana can certainly come in and be better than car salesmen. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was looking for a car about two years ago and I went to like six dealers and I test drove like six cars one day. I would say four out of those salespeople sucked. I mean, yeah. they were absolutely terrible. They didn't know anything. They didn't know any. It was like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I just kept getting people. It seemed like it was their first week on the job. You know, and then maybe two out of six, like were sharp dudes or sharp people and, and, and men and women that were like good salespeople. And I think that I don't think that the, certainly there's people that will beg to differ. But, um, you know, agents, for the most part, are, are a higher professional level. So, I, you know, I don't feel like it's going to be as easy for technology like Carvana where people could, and here's the thing on Carvana, you could go, I mean, you could go into YouTube and watch videos on what are all the features of the newest, you know, Mercedes Benz X S class and, and how do I use them? Yeah. And you, you can watch all that shit. And most of the car salesmen don't even have time to teach you that. Most of them just sell you the car. Right. You know what I mean? And give you a DVD or something to watch. I mean, so you know, it's very rare. They, they, the last couple of cars I bought, they just said, do you have any questions? Do you want right. to show but you anything? What about Pareto's principle in all of this? 80-20 rule applies. You know that there are great car salesmen and really bad ones. And you know that, and, and the, the, the bad ones that you experienced were the same as the agents that aren't great, who don't, who don't brush up on their knowledge. They're, they're not trying to educate themselves on a daily or weekly basis. And they're just a a key turner. They can open a lockbox and they can turn a key and they can technically get on, find zip forms and get a, and get an offer written. But I think that the agents and car salesmen alike that have an immense amount of value to the consumer are the people that have personal responsibility to their educational level and how much they're learning to be able to educate the consumer. 
I yeah. guarantee you, if you walked into that dealership and that guy was all over you, not in a salesy way, but in a, in a valuable educational way, you probably would have bought from the guy that was like, Pat, this car right here, tell me everything you need. And he actually like helped you decipher what you needed. Yeah. 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 You probably would have bought from him just like people buy from the agents that guide them, not just open a door for them. Mm. And that's, I think, the biggest difference. Yeah. And, and, you know, the same thing in the legal industry. You know, LegalZoom came out and everybody thought that, you know, oh, God, you know, lawyers are going to be, you know, don't get your law degree because it's a dying breed. <laughs> but I use lawyers and I also use LegalZoom. Like if I have, like recently I wanted to get a trading as, like I got, you know, one company and it trades as Rebus University, it trades as real estate rock stars. I wanted to get a new trading as. I just went to LegalZoom for like right. 90 bucks, I got a new trading as, right, done, boom. 15 minutes it took me, right? I would have never got that with a lawyer because they would have no. charged me 500 bucks. Yeah. It just pissed me off. But <laughs> at the same time, you know, when I'm confused about something or have a big concern, you know, I'll get a lawyer involved and uh, pay them thousands. I mean, I pay lawyers a lot of money every year. So, you know, I think the same thing is going to happen for realtors. You're going to have, you're going to have neighborhoods, you're going to have markets where uh, stuff is really easy. And you're going to have agents out there that spin buyers off and they're going to be like, that agent sucked. I hated yep. them. And the husband's going to go, you know what, honey, you know, let's just do this online. We can do this ourselves. You know what I mean? And on some level, now, you know, Zillow hasn't done this, but, and, and I don't know how this works. Here's a question, right? So let's say the buyer, so if the buyer it goes through this app, right? And they look at all these houses with Zillow. How do they buy it? Like, do they need an agent to buy it? Because Zillow doesn't have agents. So then they... But Zillow's got a mortgage company now, don't they? Yeah, well, that was the next thing. So yeah. so the answer to that question, Ian, I don't know. So we're moving on to the mortgage company. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess they use an agent and then they probably charge an agent a referral fee. And like Kevin and I said last, uh, last show... Um, you know, that referral fee guarantee, you're going to see that go to 50% because you can have, you know, Ian, if somebody gave you, if, if Zillow gave you a lead that said, this person has already looked at the damn house through our lockbox and wants to buy it. And they're qualified. And they're qualified. Will you yeah. write the offer for 50, half of your commission? Are you going Why to not? that? Yeah. Why not? That deal? Why not? Of course. Yeah. So, so, so that's what's going to happen. So, yeah. and, and it probably already does. Cause this you mean is like a, like a Redfin model? Well, see, Zillow doesn't have agents. So they have to give it to an agent. Right. All right, guys. Why waste thousands of dollars and countless hours on training that never touches on what matters most? How to make more money in real estate. For just $7, you can start a one-week trial at Rebus University today. And what that means is $13,000 worth of real estate courses on how to make more commissions will be available to you for a dollar a day. It's all you can eat. Go in there and take them all if you can. Only 7 bucks To start your seven-day all-access free trial, Go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. These courses are guaranteed to get you more listings, more leads, and more commissions. Futureofrealestatetraining.com or just text the word TRIAL to 444-999. That's T-R-I-A-L to 444-999.
So, you know, Redfin has agents. But do you think Zillow is going to have agents? I mean, that's, that's been talked to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Unequivocally, they'll have agents. I mean, why they not? They they won't. Uh, yeah, they keep saying they won't, but they will. Because you know what? They just opened the mortgage company, which you right. mentioned. Tell me about that. I mean, I think aside from it's a mortgage company, I think the biggest play here is that it's all vertically integrated at this point for Zillow. They're a juggernaut. And yeah, like Redfin was just an online lead tool. And now all of a sudden it has agents and it has all this power. And I think the same thing with vertical integration, Zillow is going to be able to, they're going to buy the house, own the house, show you the house without, or, or you, you have the option, take an agent or not. We'll get you pre-qualified so that when they send the leads out, I think the leads are worth way more. And I don't think, yeah. it's, a, I don't think it's a 50-50. I think that's way, Zillow's going to take way more. <laughs> well, that, the future will tell. But the bottom line is they open a mortgage company. So now what happens is, right, here's how they figure this. And, I, you know, at the end of the day, here's the thing. These companies, they're run by smart CEOs, smart freaking people, right? That's their job to sit in conference room because yeah. how can we make more money? And they're like, dude, we have tons and tons of home buyers looking at our website, how can we make more money? Oh, we can sell them mortgages, right? And yep. here's the thing. The mortgages are easy to do online, dude. I mean, most mortgages now are done online whether you have a mortgage officer or not. That's I was true. talking to a broker the other day, and he's like, I was like, do you have processors? He goes, no, not processors. My AI is a processor. <laughs> right. You know, if, if somebody doesn't turn in their verification of employment, the AI is constantly emailing them saying, Give me your verification of course. Right, I don't need right. a processor to pay seventy grand a year just to call them and remind them about that shit. So, so you know, they're already the loan is already being done online. So they're doing online loans. And the funny, the interesting thing is, so now not only are they taking the commission, part of the commission, a lot of the commission, whatever that's going to be, away from the agent, they're going to and 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 taking the control and the ability yep. for them to show the house, but then they're they're taking that mortgage business away. Now you might say, well, no big deal because I'm Ian, I'm a single agent and, and I don't make any money on mortgage anyways. But where this hurts is where these companies, where most companies now, a lot of brokerages now, they're only, and I'll say the only thing that makes them a difference between profitable and unprofitable is the mortgage entitlement. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I mean, yep. a lot of these companies are built on, you look at, and, and I've seen the profit losses, dude. You look at them and they're like, you know, break even yeah. when it comes to the agent's caps and the agent's splits and, the, you know, all that the processing fees and all that stuff is all break even. And then when it comes to profit, it's like mortgage and title. Thank yep. God for mortgage yeah. and title. Yeah. Right? So now Zillow's like, oh, guess what? We're take some not money. only are your listings on there, not only are we going to let the, you know, put our listings first before your agents, but not only are we going to, let an agent's name and a form be filled out for Zillow Premier agent that's given us cash or whatever. Or we're going to get it and we're going to follow up on the lead, but we're also going to steal the mortgage business. So, I mean, I have, I, I want to be objective here and kind of look at the other side of the coin. I think that what Zillow is doing, although from an agent's perspective that, you know, with a, with a fairly large team, I think there's things that I don't love about it. And for the real estate market, as far as agents in general, I mean, I think it's going to create a lot of options and opportunity for people because there's a lot of agents out there that are, 
not super high D, not super high I. They like the business. They can do okay, but they're not business owners necessarily. They're not lead generators. They're not pumping business, but they do require and do want to make more money. And objectively, Zillow is going to open up the door for them to be able to stay in the business, make a little bit more money, not have as much work, not have to build a business and hire employees and all the BS that comes with like every moving part in these big businesses. But, you know, I think that that's going to be kind of cool for some agents because all this tech and all this AI and all these systems and processes that take the human element out, they're going to take agents out just like they're kind of taking car salesmen out. And, and just I'm saying car salesmen because, it's, you know, I'm just... It's, it's not a similar business, but I, it's just what I said first. But I think it's going to also open up the door for, for agents to have other opportunity, which is cool. Yeah, it's going to be, well, it's going to be interesting. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. And, and the more opportunity is, like you said, and a lot of agents would prefer this. You, you talk to a lot of agents and they're like, hey, I'll give you a, a buyer that's pre-qualified by our mortgage company and has already seen the house or you know what I mean? Or, or is already in our system and we've already talked to them. Our, our call center has already talked to them 16 times over the last six months and they're finally yeah. ready. You know, they're going to be like, yeah, 50% no brainer, you know, maybe, maybe more. And I don't know if Zillow will, you know, I say unequivocally Zillow wants to get into the real estate brokers business, but on, on one hand, I think maybe they don't want to because they don't need to, right? Because if they can, yeah. if they can control what they actually pay to the agent and what they actually keep, and have all these agents running around that uh, and, and supervised by other people who who are brokers, quote unquote. Yep, no fixed costs, no big stuff, no yeah, big building. Why, why would they take all that risk? You know what yeah. I mean? They've already they own the. <laughs> they they own the space already, right? I mean, I mean like, think about like the the disruption over like the last couple decades, you know, KW was a major disruptor. Bring in the business aspect, the team aspect, the profit share aspect, the, uh, you name it, disruptor and adding new value to the market. And then from that, it opened up another avenue where all these other brokerages that are not, I would say asset based or like building based or whatever you would call it, like an EXP or a compass which I think Compass does have offices, but still like it opened that up. Now Zillow is going to open up even more. So what happens to the old dinosaur, you know, brokerages that are just not tech-based, not hanging? They're probably going to go by the wayside at some point. But like I was reading a stat that Inman put out that 60% of all homes are going to be looked at through iBuyer program in 2024. That's not that far away. That's five years. But what, if you mean, what, what, what does that mean? Like, so what you're saying is it's not... 60%, certainly not 60% of homes are going to be bought online not, by an iBuyer. Well, not through the traditional, the program that Zillow's got now, which is where Zillow, it's like a wholesale. Right, Zillow, you're low yeah, it's a flipping, it's yeah, a, a large-scale flipping company. Right. But in that article, what they had said was that 60% of the, of the people purchasing homes in the United States, and obviously, who knows what that number is, if it's true or whatever. Yeah. But if that's even halfway true, that an iBuyer program of some capacity is going to be responsible for helping buyers buy homes, then major shifts have to be made now. Well, I think in that in that realm, what they yeah what they mean by iBuyer is just them them finding out what it's worth online without an agent. Oh, this was no this was no agent to purchase. So to tour to purchase, uh, mortgage, title, all integrated. 
no agents involved. No mortgage, no loan officer, no real estate agent, no title processor. All by, by what year? 2024. That's an, that's an interesting... I mean, think about five years ago an and five years before that. Interesting prediction. So what year are we... Five, five years. I mean, that's a, that's a short period of time, dude. But look at yeah. 10 years ago. Like 10 years ago, look when you got into real estate. I know. 50 I, years ago. You know, I agree that, that, that that's the way it's going. I don't, I don't think I agree with that five years. I mean, you still got all these little mom and pop brokers. Oh, it's speculation. Don't, it's don't even spec. use, you know, apps. You know what I mean? They got flip phones. Okay. But isn't that, on the, isn't that on the major? So I have these conversations with people a lot. They'll say, hey, I read in the Wall Street Journal that, that uh, that's, uh, home prices are soaring. And I go, yeah, Wall Street Journal is national, but like your neighborhood and the neighborhood next to it is not the same thing. We know that in Baltimore very specifically. But like, and then you also have, you know, places in LA that like the guy we talked to last, last week, they're, they're in little tiny neighborhoods and they're just a little mom and pop shop in a neighborhood, in a residential neighborhood, and they're getting all their deals from within those neighborhoods. So I buyer, I don't know if I buyer is going to be able to get into something like that. So this well, is a major metro. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's interesting. And, and see, the, here's the thing that the brokers, going back to the Zillow thing, the brokers actually have the ability to not advertise on Zillow. Yeah. But they won't because, you know, why? Because, Market share. Zillow, right. most people see it online first, and Zillow has the biggest market share. Right, because they're going to go search for their home. They're going to type in their address, and they're going to be like, Ian, where is it? And you're like, well, you got to go to ianlobos.com, and they're like, I can't find that. And they're like, then the, then the inevitable question is, why aren't you on Zillow? Right. So Zillow has that power, right? I mean, like even Keller Williams went to them in 2016 and threatened to like pull all their listings off, right? If they, if they Because what was happening is, you know, and it still happens is like other agents' names show up under your listings, right? right. And, and so KW went and said, you know, you, we don't want our, the names – of a, of a Caldwell Banker agent under my agent's listings. Right. We're going to pull them all out. And Zillow then said, listen, here's the deal. We're, we won't do that, but we want to put like a, a see this home button and give it to one of a non-Keller Williams agent or a traditional, you know, like an agent that's paying. Plenty of people make a decent living selling real estate, but how many manage to make millions to become a millionaire imagine how much more profitable your business would be if you had the chance to learn from someone who actually made their millions selling real estate rebus university instructors know what it takes to build a highly successful highly lucrative real estate business because they've done exactly that these self-made real estate millionaires spent years in the trenches identifying exactly what works in today's markets. And that's exactly what they teach. Right now, we're running a seven-day trial on Rebus University's all-access package. For just $7, you can get access to every course. Every millionaire real estate instructor, there's over 40 of them, 40 millionaire real estate instructors that Rebus University has to offer. You have access to all of them. To start your seven-day free trial for only seven bucks, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. That's futureofrealestatetraining.com or text TRIAL, T-R-I-A-L, to 444-999. That's TRIAL to 444-999.
so they they kind of compromise and they reach that deal and and i read online there were some comments and what and one agent was saying that you know the way to do this is if all the agents got together like keller williams did all the brokerages got together and threatened not to put their stuff on zillow that they could then force zillow to you know change the way they're doing things i and how likely is that uh, unlikely yeah it's just not gonna it's just not gonna happen right why would they right they got such the power right <laughs> it'd be like like no you know what i mean they'll, they'll figure it out and then then people then everybody out there will be like how come i can't find remax houses and here's the thing let's say even if kw pulled every list let's say they followed through with that threat right and pulled every single listing off of zillow According to whatever the stats are, and, you know, the ghost agent uh, debacle has kind of screwed up these stats. I don't know how many agents, you know, but let's say, let's say that the current thing online is 168,000 agents roughly or whatever. So that's out of 1.3 million agents, you know, you're looking at about 13%. So, you know, you know, there's still 87% of the listings would still be there. And yep. then the Keller Williams agents would be at a disadvantage because they'd be because the people would be like, well, well how come you're not on Zillow? And then they'd list with Remax, who goes on Zillow. Right. You know what I mean? And, yeah, totally. And, yeah. So, uh, anyways, it's. Uh, I mean, there's always a way. Like, it, there's always a way to take the juggernaut down. However, most of the juggernauts in today's world, in the real estate world, are moving at such a fast pace with tech and AI that the systems learn so fast that you don't have time. You don't have time to catch Like, you can't catch up. The systems are learning it. It's not even human anymore. The, there's a human program in the system. The system just, through AI, just learns. So yeah. you kind of just have to go with it and see what happens. But I'm telling you, at the end of the day, there's still the human element for right now. I've got a really good buddy that would completely disagree with that. And he loves AI. He's absolutely in love with AI. And wants to remove the human element, which is always the element that is unpredictable. However, in the next five years, I think the best advice is for agents to step their game up in terms of their educational level and their value proposition to the public. And that's really it. The, the amount of, of tools and all the things that you can offer, it's relative to, to how much somebody actually needs it or, or knows about it or wants it. But if you can step in and you know your facts about a neighborhood, you know your stats on mortgages, you understand the buyers, you understand how negotiation works and how home inspections work and how houses actually work you've educated yourself, you'll be fine. And you'll get more business over the next five years until the iBuyer thing takes or whatever happens. But at least you'll have a solid book of SOI business that you can pull on because they love you and your value. And that type of consumer, I don't think is going to go to an iBuyer when you've shown them that you can offer, you can over offer value. You can over, you can offer way more value than they even know is possible. And that's how like, we run our businesses here is education is key. Step your game up every day. Step your value up to the consumer every single day so they don't, have a, they don't have a choice. They don't even need to make a choice. They just look at you and go, damn, this guy knows his stuff. I'm in. Let's do it. Help me buy that house. Help me sell my house. It's easy enough. Yeah. And it's a, it's a much slower process. I don't yeah. think people are going to pick it up as, as fast as five years. I mean, that's, that's it that's a really fast time and people people just don't understand it they don't get it you know i mean i had a friend of mine just they didn't want to use any you know i'm not licensed in south carolina but but the, they were looking at a house here um they actually and uh, the agent on the listing that they wanted to buy that they saw in an open house was the seller's daughter so they didn't want to so she didn't want to do the deal 
You know what I mean? Like she didn't want to do the deal because it would be a conflict of interest and all this. So she said, go find an agent. And certainly they could have went online and used uh, an agent that gave them half their commission back, like Redfin or, yeah. or, or whatever. Yep. You know what I mean? They could have done that. But they didn't know to do that. All they knew was to, to go to the local market, the lo yep. local real estate company on the side of the road that they drive by every day and pop in and, and get an agent and say, will you write this offer for us? And how, so I how think often that, does that happen? I, you know, I think it happens more than you think. And I think yeah. it happens more in a lot of these rural areas too. Yeah. It's like, you know, it, you know, they're not thinking, Hey, well, let me go online and let me, you know, people aren't aggressive like that. Let me, let me find out the best way to, to, to maximize my benefit. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of thing. They just well, want to, just like people all the time, just go in and like, Oh, I need to buy a new car. Okay. Well, and they don't negotiate they just buy it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. What's the payment? Cool. Yeah. You know? I think, I think it comes down to the fact that a lot of the consumers, I know a ton of consumers that already know this, but there's a lot of consumers that just don't understand what an agent actually can do for them because they've had some bad experiences with some scummy agents that have been just, again, key turners and door openers and alarm turner offers, you know what I mean? And so it comes back to education. What does an agent actually do? And that's how car dealers get scummy uh, or how agents are um, identified or, or compared to uh, you know, a typical used car salesman, but I know some used car salesmen that are making very big money and they're great at what they do because they're values that they offer and people, they, they get referrals, they get repeat business. So yeah, I think it all has to do with your market and the type of people that you're attracting into your life. Yeah. Well, look, dude, you know, the, the, the news of Zillow opening a mortgage company and the news of Zillow's new button on their app to say, see this house now without an agent, without pressure and without stress, I think is big enough news. Unfortunately, we've eaten up all our time. There wasn't much news anyways, other than that. I mean, those were the two biggest things. So uh, mortgage rates. yeah, mortgage rates, they dropped a little, but you know, it doesn't, uh, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, really, you got to think to yourself, you know, if you haven't bought a house yet at these low ass rates, you know, is it really going to make a difference, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But well, I guess we'll see, right? We'll I mean, see. the difference, I calculated it earlier, the difference in the 4.26 to 4. Point, or 4.28 to 4.206 that uh, the rates just dropped is like, on average, $300,000 loan, 10% down, 30 year term. It's like 30 bucks difference between those rates. So it's not significant, but it's significant enough over time. And maybe, and it spikes, it spikes. Yeah, you can show them, right? I mean, they're 360 yeah. bucks a year, eh, but then you show them, hey, over 30 years, you know, that it right. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, Most people aren't keeping the house for 30 years. Not, 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 not really modern buyers. I mean, that, that's a five to seven. Yeah. No. So you got to ask, you know, 30 bucks. That's a happy hour. Bar tab, you know what I mean? So right. you want to buy a house, if you need to buy a house and the rate's five and a half, you're going to do it. When the rate was 18%, you still had buyers, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, were you in you were you in business in the late 80s? No, I was in the, the, the highest I ever saw was like 12, 11 yeah. and a half, something like that. Still, people were buying. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. When I, that was when I first got in the business. That was, a, you know, 11, 11, 12, that was 
that was what you had to get. You know yeah. what I mean? Then it went down to 10. That was a big deal when they yeah. got that. And then we got below 10. That was a really big deal. So, you know, interesting. But anyways, all right, boss. Well, listen, I really appreciate you coming in uh, on short notice with Kevin, you know, laying on his couch, uh, moaning and groaning. I appreciate you coming <laughs> on. And, and by the way, guys, listen, uh, Ian is uh, helping out. He came in on a co-host of a couple other shows to be to be released in the, in the next month or so. And uh, I've got some uh, vacations uh, lined up. I got a big vacation to Seattle and I got a Switzerland vacation coming up and, and uh, Ian's going to jump on. So you're going to be, you're going to be hearing a lot more of Ian and I'm, I'm glad he's here. He's a, he's a solid dude who has opinions and understands uh, real estate uh, sales on a very, very high level. So good to have you on boss. Thanks man. I'm super grateful for the opportunity. Thanks for tuning into the State of the Market Podcast with your host, Pat Hyben and Kevin Kaufman. Thank you so much for listening to the State of the Market. If you have any news you would like us to cover, please go to Next Level Agents on Facebook or send an email to info at rebusuniversity.com. That's info at Rebus University, R-E-B-U-S, university.com, and we'll be sure to bring it up. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.